Hi, welcome to So What Did You Do? This episode, I'm sitting in the old job centre building in Woking, which is now the home of the Really Useful Wood Company, a charity that reclaims, recycles and repurposes used and surplus wood to help keep it out of landfill, as well as providing a few other benefits to the community. I'm here with George Varney, who's the trustee and whose brainchild this is. So, hi George, thanks for having me um, and thanks for your time. Firstly, I'd like to know a little bit about the really the useful wood company. Um, what was the problem you saw, and um, and what did you do to address it? Well, thanks for coming. Um, first of all, it is the useful wood company. Um, the the word really seems to get stuck in there. All sorts of people call us the really wood useful wood company, but it never has been. Um, we were looking. There was a, a bunch of us. Uh, we were looking to start up a social enterprise to try and help people who are on the margins of society to to sort of get um, back into work to to benefit them in a number of ways. Um, but it was it was primarily about moving people from uh, places where they were anxious or um, had. Uh, problems that were, going, that were stopping them getting into work uh, and to bring them into an environment where they could have a nice relaxed atmosphere. We could teach them some life skills and hopefully that they would uh, develop and go on into uh, into further employment. That was, we've been looking at this for years. Um, I used to work uh, in London. I retired uh, one evening uh, the following morning I was looking uh, for some recycled wood for my own hobby, which was wood turning, and came across uh, a website from the National Community Wood Recycling Project in Brighton. Um, and they have a model which was exactly what we were looking for. It was a social enterprise, it was aimed at helping people, uh, and also had this wonderful benefit of keeping useful timber out of landfill and putting it into uh, into reuse um, and, and so it just seemed oh, a natural fit so there were a bunch of us got together we've we formed a, a, a trustees committee and we started looking at you know how could we do this could we do this yeah uh, it was very helpful to have um, the, the national community uh, guys who had already got the model uh, and, and there were 30 odd uh, enterprises like us around the country uh, so they were able to give us lots and lots of advice um, and we spent a lot of time having meetings and uh, sort of developing ideas etc um, but nothing really happened uh, because we didn't have anywhere to do it so just to go back, so the the wood side of it is actually secondary to the fact that you you were trying to find something to enable people to transition from being on the margins, like you said, to into employment. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it was it, the idea was always been and and remains. It's a it's about people. It's about moving, uh, helping people to move from from wherever they're at. Um, and we would invite people with mild mental health issues, um, uh, things that we can help with, things like depression, anxiety. Um, uh, we've had you know, uh, PTSD is not 
not uh, unusual. Those types of um, uh, mental health issues could be homelessness, could be ex-offenders who wouldn't would be unlikely to um, secure jobs. So uh, yeah, it's to help those people. Um, but once we started down this road and discovered that uh, yeah we could do that and stop lots and lots of um, timber going into landfill. Bonus. Save a lot of uh, CO2 being released into the air. We are, what, what a great bonus. And it's actually that that most people see when they come in and they're buying wood from us and they're buying products for us. They see that sort of environmental yeah. side of it. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that, that sort of sells well, uh, that's the what business. I yeah. When I, you know, the first time I, you know, had any dealings with you, that's that's the bit I saw. I came, walked past, sort of timber in here, you know, uh, spoke to Dennis, um, who showed, you know, told me about, you know, the fact they recycle the wood and everything else. And we've spoken a couple of times, and obviously it'd be interesting to know how that process works because that's quite interesting itself, but then part of the the journey of that wood actually ties in with the the people doesn't it absolutely yeah so um yeah if you think about the journey of the wood the life cycle of of the timber um typically it would be a building site would want to get rid of their waste timber so instead of putting it into a skip which is going to cost them a lot more than calling us right um uh, they call us and we go and collect their waste timber and whilst we're collecting it, we give it a good coat of looking at. And if it's there's some there that's useful, um, then we bring it back here, take all the nails out, process it, and, uh, and then bring the, the, the timber into the shop where we can sell it um, to people for their own DIY projects. Or the shop is also um, our, our storeroom, as it were, of timber, for the projects that we do in the workshop. So in terms of the people we're trying to help, we would have people um, processing the timber, you know, denailing it, you know, taking pallets apart, that kind of thing. We'd have people in the shop um, and also obviously people in, in the workshop. Uh, workshop's the, the bit everybody wants to, to go to, but you need to do the whole process. So. Uh, uh, so there's the collection as well. Um, so actually going out and collecting it, doing the processing, doing the the shoppy bit, uh, as well as the um, uh, as the workshops. Um, so is that like a step up the ladder, or is it just like a, a cycle of the things you do? Those are the that's the cycle of the things we do. So each individual, you know, when they come in on a uh, on a morning, um, they're not sort of, oh, you've got to have done pulling the nails out before you can do right, it's see. not like that it's <laughs> what needs to be done today and if the need is pulling nails out of timber in the yard that's what we're doing and if the if we've done enough of that and we've got orders that need to be made etc then they're working with the uh, the supervisors uh, in the workshop making stuff so you make stuff in the workshop after you've denailed it all the wood and it's it's stored sort of in the show of the shop and that stuff. It goes into the workshop where um, I'm presumed by what you're saying that you make items for sale because I've seen the items in the shop. Um, that process itself is that are they taught how to do it as like to gain the experience and a, uh, skills for future employment? I think it's 
although we do teach woodwork skills, there's no question about that, um, it's that question of are we giving them skills that they can take on into further employment. We haven't yet had anybody that's gone from here into further employment that utilises woodworking skills. Right. But the fact that you can learn those woodworking skills means that you've got you know, a, a certain level of uh, capacity to learn. Um, you know, um, the, just the, the, the life skills and workplace habits of arriving on time and you know doing full day's work and uh, you know, applying yourself to tasks etc um, those are the, the things that we're helping to develop as you know as, as, as well as building confidence and uh, um, yeah helping with with issues we can also help with things like applying for jobs and that sort of stuff but generally it's it's really just coming alongside people you know, and and sort of sharing the working day with them. Yeah. So so yes, they are definitely making stuff. But uh, it's and, not. And so they it's are not learning. making stuff that is. Again, it's like going back to the wooden analogy. It's not the wood that is the thing. It's the people that are the thing. Yeah. And again, it's not the making is that that's the thing. It's the skills and the interactions and the work environment yeah. that helps them. Absolutely. So you can imagine somebody with. Uh, severe anxiety for instance might not be able to just turn up at nine o'clock on a monday morning and walk into the uh, into the workplace and get on with things uh they might hang around on the street corner too nervous to walk in through the door until say 11 11 30 and then you know they would come in quite apologetic and in in a normal workplace because that wouldn't go down well at all here we can encourage them and hopefully maybe not next Monday but the Monday after that they'll feel confident enough to, to sort of come in and start work um, so it's that kind of thing that we're doing it's it really is it's a bit of mentoring but it's it's really just about getting alongside people um, enabling them to flourish without um, being threatening or having high expectations on them um, basically we'll tell them there are, there are no expectations it, it's all about what you want to get out of it etc and uh, uh, and pretty much everybody uh, does flourish as they go through obviously we've we've touched on the the environmental side of the wood journey what impact does that have because obviously from my understanding you collect wood from builders that it's surplus to requirements or it's you know being being reclaimed from a building that's being demolished and you you know you um, recondition it um, what impact does that have environmentally well yeah we can we can take an educated guess at it and in fact uh, every year on the basis of the, the figures that we give them uh, in in terms of reuse of timber and, and amount of timber collected etc um, the the guys at the national community um, wood recycling project will give us a little statement of account as it were that right. says this is what you've this is what you've achieved in the last year so uh for us um from uh first of april of last year to 31st of march this year uh we collected 765 tons of of timber is that um, all? <laughs> and stopped that going into the waste stream 
So by the waste stream, you, know, you can imagine if you put timber into into landfill, it's going to rot, it's going to absorb carbon, a lot of carbon dioxide given off. So the estimate of carbon dioxide saved was 381 tonnes. Uh, yeah, and uh, we've actually reused, so the stuff that's either been sold or been made into stuff uh, in, in that one year was 81 tonnes. So it's a, it's a lot of timber. Wow. So pretty much you reuse what you recycle, reuse, you know, repurpose what you've got. There are going to be bits you can't do. What happens to that stuff? Uh, so we've got two waste streams. Uh, the, so the stuff we cannot use. And to be honest, most of the stuff we can't use. As I just said, we've, we've picked up 765 tonnes of it and we've only reused 81 um, so the rest of it has to go somewhere uh, if it's wood and by that I mean you know, Actually, looks, looks like it's being cut from a tree um, and, and not chipboard MDF that type of stuff uh, then we take it to a, a local farm or say not that local but down the M3 and they turn it into um agricultural products including fertiliser so that goes back on the land and um, yeah instead of being detrimental from a CO2 point of view it actually grows things so it's It's beneficial it's actually feeding new trees as it were exactly Uh, well certainly new plants Um, the stuff that is um, you know that would be poisonous to the land etc then that is uh, taken to another recycler who uh, again, won't send it to to landfill. We have their guarantee because that's what we guarantee to our customers. Nothing goes to landfill, um, but that's generally used for biomass and gets turned into fuel for things like power stations. So ecologically good and people good. Yeah. Um, and um, although it's a charity, um, it seems to work quite well as what people call like a circular economy. Um, and do you wonder why, you know, should there be more of this stuff going on? I mean, obviously it should be, but how, how do you see this as a model? Because you saw it somewhere else that was working, you've implemented it. How broad-ranging do you reckon this well, sort of a setup? It's, it's a good question. I mean, we've just focused on timber, but there's an awful lot of waste out there. Yeah. Um, it is amazing looking at, at what we're doing in timber, just how much good, clean, um, or sometimes brand new timber gets thrown away. Um, so there is there's obviously uh, what we're doing. There are another 32 enterprises around the country. Uh, there are a few gaps in the country where there aren't enterprises. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it certainly works. It works for us. Um, we have been very lucky uh, in that somebody gave us this building uh, until it's knocked down and, and uh, redeveloped. But, uh, you know, so from an economic point of view, we don't have that overhead, which would be uh, um, would have would have stopped us entering the business. Right. So I think that, that would be, you know, your biggest blocker is, is having the real estate to, uh, to actually start uh, the job. 
So what but you need to do is find an, an old job centre that you job can centre. recycle into a, an upcycling and recycling wood centre. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's wonderful because a lot of the people that that come to us as beneficiaries have known the place for years. Yeah, you know, when it when it used to be the job centre, uh, uh, but it it just seems so appropriate that that it should be the job centre that we uh, we're using. Uh, but yeah, I can I can see a similar sort of model for other commodities apart from timber. Um, so, what would you say your biggest challenge is with regards to everything you do? Uh, not enough hours in the day, um, <laughs> but I think that's true of everybody, isn't it? Uh, certainly, our our biggest challenge for the future is going to be finding appropriate accommodation right um because this place will be demolished and they will be redeveloped uh we quite don't quite know when that's going to be um but our landlords uh, will have to give us notice at, at some point in time uh, so we're gonna have to move uh, so that is going to be a challenge we have been working really hard to build up a sort of financial buffer um so that when that happens we can pay the rent uh, for a little while, and the idea is to continue to grow the business uh, whilst we're doing that to to the point where we're not having to use our buffer. We're you know we we can pay the rent etc. So that is going to be a, a big and and just knowing from the trustees' point of view, uh, knowing when to jump because you don't want to go too early because we've got a, a fantastic. Um, facility here and yeah. it's exactly in the right place don't want to go too early and then be in a you know a, 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 an expensive and uh, not as good a facility uh, and then find that we could have been here another year you know yeah. we don't want to jump too late because if you know if they give us notice finding the real estate and then doing the move the, is, is going to be quite a big job so uh, it, it really is and letting um, everyone know and letting everyone know exactly. So yeah. that sort of brings me on to the next question. Really, how do you, how I, I'm local to here, and I'm a bit of a DIY fiend, um, and use loads of wood. And I had no idea you were here until I walked past. Um, so, how much of a challenge is it for you guys to 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 get your name out there that this is available? I think it would be uh, it would be less of a challenge. I think if we were not, it's a major challenge. Is is the honest <laughs> answer? We don't have within the organisation uh, people who have the uh, the skills or the time, or the skills and the time um, to use social media properly to uh, make sure that the uh, the website is up to date. You know, uh, to do those sort of marketing things. We've been. Uh, very fortunate we have got a, a volunteer that that helps us with marketing and he's managed uh to get us into the uh, local newspaper you know quite big spreads um on a couple of occasions so that's that's been really good but um generally we're still at the position where people will walk in off the street and say i had no idea you were here uh, so yeah we have to uh we have to do something about that, but as I say, it's uh, we don't have a lot of people with a lot of time and, and expertise. Um, we're all busy 
doing the operational stuff, running around. You're busy doing it rather than <laughs> being out of shout about exactly. it. Exactly. Having said that, um, if it got too much more popular, we don't. We'd need more bodies to uh, to service the business. Um, it it does seem that um, you know the business is growing without a doubt. We're um, the vans are running flat out, uh, trying to keep up with the the collections. Um, the sales down in the shop are uh, obviously they could always be better, but they're better than I was expecting uh, at this stage. So, um, uh, and, and it, as I say, it is it, it is paying for itself. So, uh, yeah, I would like so you were to saying do more that, marketing. So you you were saying at this stage, I didn't ask earlier, but how how long has it been running? We launched officially on uh, I think it was the 6th or 7th of May uh, 2020 right just in time for lockdown just in time for Covid to muck everything up Um, in fact we had opened the workshop and invited a few people in um, almost as soon as we got the keys to the door of this place Uh, that was September 2019 but it was slow going Uh, it was uh, the, the workshop was equipped with the contents of my garage. Um, that was basically it, all very much um, DIY stuff, nothing, uh, nothing industrial at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and we did things in the early stages like build the benches on which we were going to work, uh, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a massive donation from a lovely lady uh, whose husband had spent forty years collecting. Uh, wood for his own woodworking projects and uh, um, uh, and she very kindly let us go in and raid the place and that was our sort of wood stock to start uh, and then I think in December, a couple of days before Christmas 2019 we, we did our first wood collection Right. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, so we haven't been going that long um, and like I say, Covid came in and sort of stomped on us um, very early on but having said that um, because what we were doing on or what I was doing uh, on the van uh, was waste collection that was considered an essential service and so I was allowed to carry on doing it Um, so uh, yeah we were doing that side of us collecting wood getting some income for the uh, for the charity Um, but we weren't able to do what we were here to do. There were no people in. It was it was me, and the uh, the workshop was closed. That is a shame. Um, I mean, I could ask loads and loads of questions because I've got a list as long as you are. I'm thinking of more as I'm talking to you. Um, and it has been fantastic understanding. One last sort of thread. What is the what is the impact you've seen on the people you're helping, and how do you see? the impact from what you're doing progressing as you go forward subject to new build staying here or new building actually measuring success is very easy on the environmental side you can sort of say oh you know we've collected yeah. these many tons measuring success on the on the people side is is not so easy um, we have you know, we can count the number of people who've gone from here on to further employment uh, but can you then absolutely categorically state that they've done that on the basis that we've helped them? Um, our impression is, yes, absolutely. Everyone that's 
gone from here that's moved on to something else has been helped in some way um, but uh, we do see people and we have have seen people with success uh, success stories um, one young man uh, in particular uh, came in he had PTSD was incredibly nervous wouldn't couldn't look you in the eye uh, to talk to you when he first came in he stayed with us I don't know six or seven months I'm guessing I, I couldn't tell you exactly but it was around about that sort of period and then applied for a job as a personal trainer and went for the interview got through the interview perfectly well uh, is now doing that personal training and and, and taking um, I understand groups of up to 30 people um, and he's able to do that and the, the just the change that we saw him in that six months in, in his, his confidence was astonishing in fact when he came back to tell us he got the job and to bring some uh, I think it was some chocolates or some biscuits in you know always uh, well received one of the uh, one of the ladies in the in the shop was in tears at the, just at the sheer delight of, of the change um, so he's, I would say he's our sort of um, number one success story. But we have seen several people with that sort of level of development uh, come through and go on to further employment. So, uh, yeah. What's it going to look like into the future? More of the same, I hope. There's obviously sort of a finite uh, space here. So we can't have lots and lots and lots of people all at one time. Uh in my vision of the future, I would hope to be able to see uh, the volunteers going out with the vans and getting experience out collecting timber. Um, uh, so that sort of gives them, you know, a few more people that we could uh, we could help, uh, you know, as well as doing the other processes. But when we first started thinking about it, we were thinking, well, maybe they'll stay with us three months. So maybe they'll stay with us six months. And we haven't sort of said that's it you know it's a six month course or is it you know basically some people will be here for a very much shorter time and some a very much longer time um, and so we can't sort of predict that would be the way to increase the number that we get out through the door is to say okay you, know, you can't come here anymore uh, but that's not our heart what we really want to do is to to nurture the people that come to us for as long as they need it yeah. So it, it really, <laughs> it's a difficult question. What does success look like? And to support that, what could people do to help you, like wider community or people who have, you know, are thinking, I I want to make a change, doing something. Don't know what I want to do. They listen to this. They well, yes, I'm, I have a skill. I have time. I have this. How could they go about um, instigating that? First thing. If anybody's thinking, oh, that's something I'd like to do, the first thing to say is, if they're thinking that, and then the next phrase is, oh, but I don't know anything about woodwork, don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, because nor do I, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, we're looking, we desperately need shopkeepers, people who can keep the shop, right. uh, interact with customers. Would also have some of the some of our volunteers working with them so that they can learn the skills within the shop um, 
we're desperately looking for somebody who can do some admin work for us uh, you know do the DBSs for the for the volunteers and that sort of stuff um, so, so there's lots and lots of uh, volunteering opportunity here uh, apart from that buy your timber here <laughs> and from a point of view of getting in contact with you guys um, what is do you have you touched on you might have social media presence um, yeah we are on uh, Facebook and Instagram but I have to say those uh, those two accounts are a bit um, how would you put lacking they're a bit lacking um, yeah there's there's tumbleweed Oh, right. blowing through but you do uh, have a website though but we do have a website yeah which is uh, usefulwood.org and that has all the information that has all the as information. much as you can put on there anyway yeah you, it'll certainly tell you how to get hold of us yeah and tell you um, where you are I think the latest blog said something about Covid had hit you know it's <laughs> again bit tumbleweed <laughs> but, uh, but it's you know the, the, the important information is all there Oh, wonderful. Well, George, it's been great talking to you and uh, thanks for having me here. And uh, I think you're doing an amazing job and I just wish I'd known about you guys earlier. Thanks once again. Thank you. uh, Hopefully keep in contact and come on again soon. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed.